Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. Good morning. You're listening to the Christian Car Guy Show. I'm Bob Young from 109 U Pullet, your Christian junkyard guy, filling in for Robbie Dillmore. I'd like to give a shout out to uh, everybody at 109 U Pullet. I think a few of them have tuned in this morning. Hope the telephone problems are behind us and uh, things have settled down and smoothed out a little bit. I'd really like to thank Robbie for the uh, opportunity to do this show. Uh, his ministry has changed my life so much. I never thought uh, or could ever imagine a few years ago me sitting here hosting a Christian talk show. Uh, really funny how God works. It's a real blessing for me to be here today with you folks. I'm really excited and looking forward to lots of phone calls. I uh, hope lots of folks will give us a call. If you have a question, a comment, just want to chat or feel like you can add something to the show or, or just want a little information, please give us a call at 866-348-7884. Uh, we also have Mike Westwood with us today from uh, Texas. Um, Mike uh, used to be with Amzol. I believe he has sold that business at this time. He's still a plethora of knowledge in the oil industry. So, uh, if anybody has any oil questions for Mike, we'd uh, uh, love for you to uh, give us a shout, and we'll see if we can get Mike with you on that. Very excited about our topic today. It's one I have just oodles of experience with um, and have seen many examples of through the years at my business. Our, our topic today is have you ever rigged your ride? I know at some point in your life, you or someone you know has made a makeshift non-factory repair on some part of the car just to get from point A to point B. If you have a story along these lines, uh, give us a call, 866-348-7884, and share your story. We have all seen it, done it, or both. Have you ever driven a vehicle that needed repairing, that needed a major repair, uh, something significantly wrong with the car, and you just found a way to get it from point A to point B? I have done and seen some crazy things along these lines through the years, and many times it seemed like the rig job worked so well that it was easy, pretty easy to, make, uh, to put off making the proper repairs. Uh, I've compiled a list of non-factory repairs and incidents of operation of a vehicle that needed a repair. I have many, but I'd really love to hear from some of you. I know everybody has a story along these lines. Love to hear from you. 866-348-7884. Call us and share your story about Uncle Joe's pickup with the milk crate for a driver's seat or the bungee cord that held Aunt Betty's hood down. Uh, there's uh, all kinds of rig jobs that's been done through the years. Everybody's seen one, and uh, 
I'd like to start off the list of rigged rides by that old classic, the old coat hanger to the exhaust system trick. I can't count how many cars I've seen through the years come in at the junkyard that had uh, a coat hanger holding it up in the front or the muffler had been ripped out from underneath and somebody had got up under there and just uh, got the old coat hanger out and uh, made it work. I've got to admit that I have utilized the coat hanger to the exhaust system trick a few times myself. It it does work on a temporary basis, but like I say, you got to be careful about uh, the temporary fixes. Uh, uh, to start the list of partially of operating a partially disabled vehicle, I've got to tell a story about driving twenty friends on a rafting trip. There was a bunch of us. It was really twenty plus actually. We um, had an old bus we'd fixed up and. Uh, we made it look real good on the outside. Didn't give it much attention under the hood. But uh, we loaded up, headed to, on a rafting trip to Clemson, South Carolina. We left from Winston-Salem. And uh hour, maybe a little bit more, about an hour down the road near Kannapolis, a loud screeching of metal and a small cloud of smoke left the clutch inoperable. We pulled over to the side of the road and trying to salvage the trip, everybody was coming up with ideas of how we could proceed on. And some people were suggesting we could rent a couple of vans and uh, somebody else mentioned we could rent a moving truck. And I said, well, let's see what we can do. Uh, we'll drive it till we can't and then we'll figure out what we got to do. So I got everybody back on the bus and uh, we loaded up and uh, crossed our fingers, said a little prayer, and uh, I hit the switch. And we had a little chug, 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 because it was still in gear. And the starter was moving the bus. We had it in first gear. And all of a sudden, the bus fired up and uh, with a loud cheer from everybody in the back of the bus. But by keeping the RPMs right... I was able to shift gears and move forward through a trip. We drove the bus from Kannapolis all the way to Clemson to the motel. Stayed there at the motel that night. Got up, got on the bus the next morning, and uh, went from the motel to the river where we were rafting. Got back on the bus, went back to the motel, stayed Saturday night. And then Sunday morning, we loaded the bus and chugged or did the old chug start again and drove it all the way back to Winston-Salem. And if I didn't have 20-plus witnesses, I would probably never try to tell this story, especially on the radio. But I do have a lot of verification that, uh, that this happened. And uh, it's really intense. It's really intense, though, because you got to gear down and get the RPMs right at the stoplights and you kind of got to time the stoplights and when you got to stop and everything because you don't want to use that starter no more than you have to. And Robbie would probably choke me out for telling this because it was very dangerous, but it's what we had to do at the time to get to where we did. Um, the reason I was confident that I could uh, perform this thing, uh, I had to perform a similar feat 
back in the 80s in a 1977 Toyota Corolla with a broken clutch cable. We drove it from Yadkinville to Charlotte, and for those of you who live in this, uh, you know, live around the Charlotte area, the old Coliseum was on Independence Boulevard, and between 77, I-77, and the old Coliseum, there was just oodles of stoplights. So it took a lot of caution, had to be very cautious with what we were doing and everything and timing of the stoplights and everything. But it was much easier in the 77 Corolla than it was the bus. But I just felt like we might could do that because of what, you know, what I, I had experienced in the Toyota the time before. Now, there's a one from each of my lists, the coat hanger to the exhaust pipe for the rig in your ride and the operation of a vehicle that needed a major repair or uh, needed a repair, uh, that's driving a vehicle without a clutch. There's one from each of my list. I'd love to hear from somebody. Please give us a call, 866-348-7884. You're listening to the Christian Car Guy Show with guest host Bob Young filling in for Robbie Dillmore. Uh, we'd love to have you give us a call. If you've just tuned in, our topic for the day is have you ever rigged your ride or driven a vehicle that was in desperate need of repair? Uh, talking to my dad a few years ago, and uh, he was sharing with me about the bicycle tires that they had to operate on. Uh, he lived uh, during the Depression, and the... Uh, Rubber was hard to come by, and it was hard to obtain tires. And uh, when we get back, I'll share with you about uh, what, how he rigged his ride, even on a bicycle. But uh, we're looking forward to many calls today. Hope these phone lines light up soon. Uh, give us a call at 866-348-7884. Once again, you're listening to the Christian Car Guy Show with your guest host, Bob Young, filling in for Robbie Dillmore. Good morning, you're listening to the Christian Car Guy Show with your Christian junkie man, junkyard guy, excuse me, uh, Bob Young, filling in for Robbie Dillmore. If you've just tuned in, our topic for the day is have you ever rigged your ride or driven a vehicle that was in desperate need of repair? Uh, give us a call at 866 348 7884. We have a call. We're going to take our first call. I believe it's Brenda from Clarksville, Indiana. Yes, that's correct. Yes. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Well, I'll tell you, I was nervous as a cat in a room full of rocking chairs a while ago. I uh, had a little stress at the work this morning. Our telephone's acting up and everything. But uh, as time goes on, uh, I'm getting settled down and settled in. It's 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 a little different for me being talking to uh, 
a national audience. And Robbie does it so well, and he just handles it with such ease and perfection that it makes me a little nervous to try to fill his shoes. You know, he's 6'5". Those are some pretty big shoes. (laughs) (laughs) What could we help you with this morning? Well, you're doing great so far. Thank Thank you very much. I'm a little nervous, but I like to say I'm settling in and feeling a whole lot better now during the second segment. Actually, my story is that, yes, I've driven a car that is in, was in desperate need of uh, repair, and this was uh, many years ago. I was a very young driver in my first vehicle, and um, it was repaired with one of those makeshift repair jobs. I had a leak in my radiator, and it was a slow leak in the radiator, and um, the uh, people in my running group decided that Uh, My car would no longer leak and overheat when we were out uh, on the weekends gallivanting if they put black pepper in the radiator. That that would seal up the hole, and we would not have to stop as much or carry gallon jugs in the back either of water. Did it it work? It worked (laughs) for (laughs) about 24 hours, and then I was uh, told I needed more pepper, of course, but... um, it never did seal it totally. It still had a small leak. I think it just clogged things up a bit more. What kind of car were you driving? A Ford Fairlane. Ford Fairlane, a classic, a classic, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I must admit, I have used the pepper in there. And uh, for a temporary, very temporary, like you say, enough to maybe get home, uh, it's not too bad. It, and it got you where you needed to go, didn't it? That's right. But uh, it's so tempting sometimes when one of these quick fixes works for you a little bit. Well, maybe I can make another trip, and maybe I can put off this repair a little bit longer. But uh, it sounds like you went ahead and just used it as a temporary, huh? That's correct. And recently, uh, my daughter had a a dribble under her car and wondered if it was her radiator. So I joked with her and said, well, I got some black pepper in the house. <laughs> it worked for mom. Absolutely <laughs> to be like I was a nut, oh, ready man. to go over the hill. So anyhow. <laughs> well, I didn't clear this by Robbie bringing these topics out. I hope he don't switch my legs for uh, bringing these makeshift repairs on the air. But uh, it's a great idea. All right. Well, thank you very much. We really appreciate your call. And uh, right. have uh, a great day. You too. Bye now. I think we have uh, Carolyn in Graham, North Carolina. Carolyn in Graham, North Carolina. Are you with us? In Kernersville, North Carolina. Kernersville. Okay. Well, my screen says Graham. That's not too far away. (laughs) How are you this morning? Great. Great to have you on the radio with us. Do you have a story or a question or how could we help you? Have I got a story for you? Let's see. This was in 19, I think, 1970 or 71. I was in downtown Charleston at school, and my 67 Volkswagen would not run. So I called my brother. My daddy had a wrecked auto rebuilding shop in North, in North Charleston. I called my brother, and he came to save me and figured out it was the fuel pump that had gone out. So he took the windshield wiper fluid plastic thing and put it up outside of the engine and he put gas in it to run down you know into the carburetor and that got me 20 miles home so he could fix the fuel pump 
the old gravity feed there, huh? Right. I'm thinking that was probably pretty dangerous. But well, I won't uh, attest to the safety of many of these uh, rig, uh, these ride riggings <laughs> that we've talked about today, and uh, some of them are really quite dangerous, like driving that bus and uh, without a clutch. Uh, mm-hmm. We didn't put anybody in too much jeopardy, but we could have just got stopped in a bad place and really caused a really big traffic jam if uh, if it hadn't started <laughs> up and went on in the fashion that it had. Uh, we knew it wasn't the radiator on. The, was it a Volkswagen Beetle? Yep. Yeah. Well, we knew it wasn't a radiator. wasn't a radiator problem on those. Those are air cooled engines. But uh, thank you for sharing that story with us, and that was very ingenuitive of your uh, brother in law. Oh. You say. My brother. Your brother? Very, very creative fella. Sounds like a MacGyver in the makings, huh? (laughs) All right. He's gone on to be with the Lord now, but. Well, I'll tell you, that's a, um, it's a place I'm, I'm not in a hurry to go, but I'm (laughs) sure looking forward to it. And, uh, sometimes we wonder why people leave us early. I had some people come by. We lost a guy that did a lot of business with us and, uh, just helped out at the junkyard a lot of times. And um, his dad came by, and after he had, he was killed in a car wreck, and uh, we were talking about how my mom died at a young, uh, at an early age, and uh, she was sixty-two when she left. And I said, we wonder sometimes why the Lord takes them, but uh, maybe they earned their blessing a little early, and uh, maybe it'll all be so clear to us when we get there, you know. Oh, it certainly will. And of course, just like David Crowder band. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Although I don't think he sang that first. Right. Everybody <laughs> wants to go to he- somebody. Kenny Chesney or somebody. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to go now. Something Ooh. like that. That's uh. But uh, maybe the ones that get there early has got the story for us when we get there, and we'll realize that they were the lucky ones. Oh, I think we all have a time that's already preset and. I want to be with the Lord, but I'll be here and serve him as long as he wants me to. Isn't it awesome how he lays things in front of us? You know, if Robbie hadn't had the the uh, vision to invite me to come and be on the show as a guest uh, as a guest for a few times, I'd have never had the nerve to uh, sit in here and do this show. And uh, it's been such a great thing for me to come and, and just be a part of this and and. I guess the Lord laid it on him. Hey, this guy's got a little something that you might can use, and uh, I just hope it's been a blessing to somebody somewhere along the line. It's really been good for me. Well, you're doing a great job. Well, thank you. It's uh, a little easier in the second segment when uh, things are a little hectic in the morning and then uh, you don't have as much time to get settled down and get prepared and and you're having phone troubles. Our night button was just giving us a fit. But uh, thank you for your call. Uh, We really appreciate it. And we'll get to the rest of these calls in just a little bit. This is Bob, your Christian junkyard guy, filling in for Robbie Dillmore, Christian Car Guy Show. Thank you. Good morning. You're listening to the Christian Car Guys Show. I'm Bob Young, your Christian junkyard guy, filling in for Robbie Dillmore. 
If you just tuned in, our topic for the day is have you ever rigged your ride or driven a vehicle that was in desperate need of repair? Um, We've shared a little. We've had a couple of phone calls. Uh, we'd love for you to call and share your story with about, about driving a car that was in desperate need of repair or some rig job you've done to get your car from point A to point B. The phone number is 866-348-7884. I mentioned earlier that we had uh, Mike Westwood from uh, Texas with us. Mike, you on there? Good morning. Good, Good mo- morning. Good morning, brother. Do you think Robbie's going to break off a hickory and switch my legs for talking about these kind of repairs on vehicles? No, sir. I think you're going to get a pat on the back for doing a good job. <laughs> well, it was something I knew a lot about. I had seen so many of them through the years and performed a few on my vehicles in the early days. And uh, just something I wanted to share about. How are things in Texas this morning? Things in Texas are good. We're still in that hot drought, and it is dry. Uh, But I've got a really good story for you about when I was a young man. My dad ran an auto repair shop, and I had a 1957 Chrysler with a big engine in it with that push-button automatic transmission. The old piano player, huh? Yes, and if you remember, if you were heavy with the foot, it would burn the clutches in the transmission. Well, and my dad would make me repair it myself. So one night I'm out, and I burned it out in the town next to us, which is three miles apart. Well, I decided I decided to drive it home because reverse still worked. So I drove down the... <laughs> Old Route 60, the original Route 66, Route 4 in Illinois, in reverse. Well, the state trooper caught me, and he pulled me over, and all he could do was laugh. You weren't, you weren't, high school. You weren't speeding, uh-huh. were you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, was, I was going too slow. Yeah. But, but, but he pulled me over, and all he could do was laugh. He'd gone to high school with my dad, and he says, you know what? I'm not giving you a ticket because when I talk to your dad over coffee Monday morning, it's going to hurt worse for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me and ask you, were you driving it a little bit harsh, driving it too easy when it went out? Uh, oh, yeah, I was driving it very <laughs> gently. <laughs> Something about young people's and that accelerator uh, don't always seem to do too well together, do they? Uh, not at all. Not at all. The other car that my dad uh, had for me, he took the muffler and put holes in it so he could hear me all through town because we had a real small town. Right. He said, I'll hear every time you're hot rodding. <laughs> well, Mike, I appreciate you sharing that story with us. You'll be with us for a little while. I got a couple of people holding uh, on the other yes, lines. Sir. Can I drop drop you for a minute and pick them up? Yeah. All right, I'll brother. I'll be here if you need some help. Thank you, brother. Thanks a lot. Uh. Boys, uh, who are we looking at there? Is it Jerry or Greg? Whichever one. A uh, little help in the room there. There we go. Who we got here? Is Jerry? Hey, Bob. This is Jerry. How you doing, sir? Hey, brother. I'm doing great. Is this our Christian body guy? You got it, and you're sounding great this morning. And, and you know, when you're sharing the story about the bus, it made me think about it, and I've shared this with you before, I've got a couple of stories. I know you got a lot of calls coming in, and 
and stuff. It's just amazing what we did when we were younger, for one thing. I think it's youth and ignorance or youth and think we're bulletproof. <laughs> yes, <laughs> hey, sir. But uh, we was on a, on a trip coming back from, uh, I think it was Fort Worth, Texas. I used to be on a, on a team. We had a team bus. One of those old Greyhound buses that you just sort of patched and kept going, but we thought we were, you know, cool. We had a had a big bus. Well, we got there, and all of a sudden the thing wouldn't shift. So we ended up getting where you could get the panel, pull the stuff away from the floor, where you get an access panel to the top of the shifter, the transmission. So from Fort Worth, Texas, all the way back to Winston Salem, we had a screwdriver and a pair of pliers, and we were taking turns as Bob, uh, the bus driver, would. But we'd try to shift gears and mash in the clutch. We were shifting through that hole, our head stuck down inside that 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 underneath the bus, and we made it back. I don't know how. <laughs> the Lord was watching over it. you. That... Hey, think about that now. And then then the other thing, and and I know you did this. How many times did you retread tires? Remember the old bias tires, and you guys would in the basement or retread those tires. Oh yeah, the old recap. Yeah. Well, no, no. I go. This is even. Not even the recap. Recap oh, you just cut, enough, but you cut, just, re, just recut them. Just cut a deeper groove in them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So then you had that stuff. You had that paper-thin tire you were driving on. Paper-thin tire, and they rode so smoothly. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> hey, and then I've got one more story, and this is uh, something that ended up in, that I think ended up in your lot. Um, a few years ago, we had a guy that came down for an estimate and needed a, uh, quarter panel put in but his quarter was just caved in on his tire so he'd ended up putting his little miniature one of those small mini spares on the back so he could drive it it was probably eight or nine months later thing ended up back we got it towed into our shop where he had then tore it all to pieces driving it in the rain and opened up the trunk of course he was still driving on a little spare we opened up the trunk, and he had about six of those things in the back seat and also in the trunk, and he had tore up so bad, I think we ended up calling, and I think you bought the car from him just to get him out from under it, and but it was one of those, thought he could get away with it. Well, those they do call those things temporary spares for a reason, don't they? Oh, absolutely, but they <laughs> will try to run them forever. I'll yeah. let you go. I know you have other callers and stuff, but uh, sounding great this morning, and, and, and appreciate all you do. Thank I mean, you, you are Jerry. Certainly a man after God's heart, and and I, I appreciate calling you brother. Thank you, Jerry. Thanks for all y'all's business. It's so great to have such a great partner in the business world, and uh, uh, maybe we can accomplish a few more great things together. Thanks a lot for your call. Uh, next, we have I think Raymond and King. Raymond and King. Uh, I believe we've lost Raymond and King, but. Uh, we do have one in Louisville, Allen in Louisville, Kentucky. Go ahead, Allen. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, brother. How are you today? Standing tall in the name of the Lord, although I'm dead. Amen, brother. Amen. Have you got a story for us today or a question? or how can... a good story for you. All right. You know those old 55 to 58, even later than that, Chevrolet, you have an old solenoid breakdown on you, don't don't connect with you. Got to get the old screwdriver out and get the uh, get the two prongs on the solenoid to start the car. Oh yeah, by arcing the starter there, arcing the solenoid. You got it. You must 
you must have done it one time yourself. Then. Oh, I'd never do anything <laughs> like that, brother. <laughs> I have. I must admit, the old uh, screwdriver to the uh, solenoid is is one of my favorites, and and yeah, I have cool. I have a many. Uh, I must admit that uh, I've used that on at the yard not too long ago to get something going. How about that? Yeah, exactly. I, I, I was a shivvy man then, so I've gone through several shivvy A's, and that's the reason why there's several times that I had to do the old screwdriver to the solenoid trick. Well, it but, works, uh, and it, it works. It, it works. works. Like the HAMD, don't you know? But you have to be careful because if you get a third item in the in the in the arcing there, it can really uh-huh. really be detrimental. And uh, I've seen some really nice screwdrivers ruined with that trick too. Oh yeah, it can be turned. It can it can be be bad on a screwdriver. Isn't it amazing what we'll do to get something fired up and get back at it though, huh? Got to get up, get point A to point B. You know what I'm talking about? Point A to point B. That's what it's all about sometimes. But uh, we got to remember though that you know if we, if we get by with a, a temporary fix that it it's we gotta eventually fix it. So. Got to eventually fix it, and it's better to go ahead and fix it before we run into more troubles from our temporary fixes. Uh, I've run in, I've run into some temporary fixes that have ended up causing more trouble than they fixed. You know what I mean? All right. Well, really appreciate your call this morning. Uh, thank you for sharing with us, and uh, we appreciate hearing from you. All right, now. Thank you. You, you have a great day. I'm, a I'm going to get back to the story about um, what my dad had told me about his bicycle tires. Um, he lived during the Depression, and uh, rubber was very scarce because of the war going on and everything, and uh, you, they just couldn't afford new tires for the bicycles. So they would take two wore-out bicycle tires and put them on the same wheel. And you would take and align, find the holes in the one and the inside one and get them uh, where the good part was on the other tire. And they'd take and shuffle them around, put the tube inside that had numerous patches on it, and take off down the road. And... uh He'd be riding down the road and pop a tire and go back to the house and take the tires off and realign them and get good rubber, get it looking where there was uh, like good rubber all around everywhere. Put that tube back in there, patch it up, put it back in there again and pump it up and take off again on that bicycle. And uh, it's just amazing how many times that uh, um, he said they they shuffled them tires around to get the holes lined up to where they um we're in different places, and they made it work, you know, just another, even though it's a bicycle, it's a ride, and it's great to remember my dad today. Uh, we have another caller. Uh, it's a su- suspicious call. It looks like Lori from Winston-Salem. Hello, this is Bob. How can we help you today? <laughs> hey, um, hearing all your stories, I just I just want to make sure you don't forget one. It's um, the BMW. I'll definitely tell the BMW. Are you doing great today? Of course. For everybody out there, this is the love of my life. This is my wife, Lori, who was crazy enough to marry me seven and a half years ago and has just been the biggest blessing the Lord ever threw in my life. Baby, thank you for calling and reminding me of that. I really appreciate the call. Uh, You're welcome. All right, baby. I'll talk to you after a while. All right, bye. Bye now. Yeah, she wanted me to tell the story about the BMW. Um... 
I will get to that one in just a little bit. Uh, but uh, I have a couple other small ones I'd like to share. While we're talking about tires, I can remember the time. I can remember the time that uh, I've seen it personally, and one of my guys at the shop remi- reminded me of it yesterday. And uh, you have like a screw, a small screw, or a nail in a tire. You don't have a p- a plugging kit or something like that. You can take and pull the nail or the screw out and put a bigger screw in its place. And sometimes the larger one will stretch out the hole and you can make it a little ways. Not a permanent fix. Let me remind you, definitely not a permanent fix. Uh, you wouldn't want to try this and head to the beach or anything, but uh, if you're out and need to get back home or need to get to the station, sometimes that does work. And there's always the old vice grips to the door handle or to the window handle. In a lot of the old trucks, um, we have several at the yard. You'll see them, and uh, the handles have been broken completely off of the truck and just a little knob sticking out there. You can take and put a set of vice grips on them, and we get some vehicles in that still have the vice grips attached to that little knob sticking out of the door where you can just reach down and grab that and give it a little pull and uh, or take it and turn it around and wind the window up and down. There's uh, oodles of uh, stories about that. Uh, we've seen several incidents of this. Um, got a couple of minutes before our next break. I can't help but sharing about rigging a ride. We were at my cousin's house. I had never ridden a mini bike in my life, and they had just got a mini bike, and it was a little bit of a piece because it it the throttle on the on the handlebars didn't work, and the way they had it going, you would take and wrap a string around the throttle on the carburetor, and it 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 came up and it was tied to the handlebars on the on the mini bike and you take and hold your thumb through that and pull it up with your thumb to make it go well needless to say when you went to turn the mini bike your thumb moved and the acceleration was increased tremendously not a great time a great first time experience on a mini bike uh bad for me bad for my bad for my body bad for the mini bike bad for that big bush in the in the yard and uh, just didn't work out too well. And that's a way a lot of these temporary fixes can go. So remember, be careful with your temporary fixes. You never know where they're going to lead you. And for first-time drivers or somebody operating a mini bike for the first time, I highly suggest you uh, try one that has a regular throttle and regular brakes and all that the first time like to thank everybody that's called so far. Would like to encourage everybody to give us a call. 866-348-7884. This is your Christian Car Guy show with Christian Junkyard Guy Bob hosting for Robbie Dillmore. Thank you very much.
Good morning. You're listening to the Christian Car Guy Show. I'm Bob Young, your Christian Junkyard Guy, filling in for Robbie Dillmore. We've had a lot of great calls this morning. I'd like to share with you a story that my wife asked about a while ago. Uh, it's kind of the roots of my business. Some of you have heard about how I became a junkyard owner. I was the guy on a crush crew, a mobile car crushing crew. We'd go out and crush everybody's cars, and uh, I was the one that... Um, Drained the gas and oil out of the cars. I used to call it a tank gouger, unless I needed it to sound fancy, and then I would call myself an, an excuse me, an automotive demolition technician. I had a lot of fun with that title. It made it sound kind of fancy, you know. But uh, I was looking away for a way to pick up a little extra money, so I bought this 1971 Chevrolet Wrecker from one of the towing companies in town. And they had mixed a bunch of paint together, different paints together. They didn't really care what color it was as long as it had a, a good coat of paint on it. And it, well, after they painted it, it turned out to be an ugly, pale, purplish color that I called a mauve. Um, it was my BMW, Bob's Mauve Wrecker. <laughs> it was a real pile of junk, uh, but I got started towing cars. It had 350 written on the side, 350. Everybody thought that was the engine size, but uh, what it actually stood for was three days on the road, five days under the hood, and zero dollars. <laughs> but uh, it's how I got started. It was my beginning in the in the car business. And uh, one day I was picking up a car in Thomasville, and a starter wire broke off. My only alternative I had, the only tool I had with me that I could make any kind of a fix was I had a pair of those vice grips that'll fix a lot of things. And I took and clamped the starter wire onto the starter, cranked that bad boy up and towed that car back to welcome. And, uh, while I was driving, I could inspect and make sure that my vice grips were sticking there because I could see it through the holes in the floorboard of this fine piece I started with. But uh, I didn't waste much time on that one, getting the proper connector and making a decent repair. So I must admit, I've rigged a many a ride. But now I want to get to the most important part of this show. Um, I know we've had a lot of fun. Sh I know we've had a lot of fun sharing these stories um, about funny, but sometimes dangerous repairs and choices to operate a vehicle in need of repair. But now I must, uh, I must ask you, have you ever rigged your life? Have you ever needed a major overhaul in life and settled for a few minor adjustments? I know I have. How easy is it for me, for, excuse me, how easy is it for us to make the smallest repair possible just to get by instead of thoroughly fixing the whole problem? If you think it's a bad idea with a car, it it can be much worse when you're dealing much worse when you're dealing with life. For many years, I would make the the minor adjustments in my life, and think that uh, you know, think that that would really do the job. But as a result, I got a minor improvement, if any at all. I would look at these small improvements like a great accomplishment. I'm a better person now. I made a small adjustment, you know. But uh, it was like putting a Band-Aid on a cut that needed stitches. It might slow the bleeding just a little, but it just don't really get the job done. 
Just like with your car, most of the little fixes on your life are very temporary. When it comes to something as important as your spiritual life, I advise you to consult the master consultant of li- the master mechanic of life. Excuse me. I would like to advise you to consult with the master mechanic of life, Jesus Christ, repairing lives for over 2,000 years. Folks, I can't say it much clearer. We can make little fixes on things, on our cars and everything, but they won't last. We can make little fixes on our lives, but I highly suggest go ahead and get the full fix, get the total rebuild, get Christ in your life, make a big change, do the whole overhaul. This has been great today. I've had a lot of fun. This is Bob from 109 You Pull It on the Christian Car Guy Show signing off. Thank you. Listening to the Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com.